Welcome to Machine Learning. Okay, I just finished a YouTube uh, video on LSTM and using bidirectional predictive algorithm for time series stock price predictions. So if you're interested, uh, join my YouTube channel. And uh, that's where I technically show how to do everything I've been talking to on the podcast. So one of the things that I uh, show demonstrate is I pull some, uh, set up a, a data set and show how the, to set up the data. And what you're doing is you have an X and Y component. And the Y component is the point on the curve you're currently at. And the X is looking back the data that you're looking back and how many steps you're looking back. So in essence, X represents a window. It's kind of like a kernel on a convolution neural net. It represents the window that the curve fitting or the LSTM is uh, learning from. And so what one of the powerful features of LSTM is that it, uh, um, it has the ability to gain attention so it's uh, it learns what is important and what is not and the stuff that's not important or the noise in the system it ignores and so when you do the look at the comparison between the prediction and the actual test the test data is pretty noisy uh, whereas the LSTM is a, a smoother predictive curve um, and so it it tends to to smooth out the noise and so if you're doing signal processing, that's going to be really good because um, you're not going to, uh, the noise is not going to be uh, affected as much and you're going to see more trend in the data. So one of the things that I proposed in the, in the thesis of using the, the LSTM is to take a set of possible outcomes or trajectories based on the uh, uh, based on the previous data and then you 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 can just guess kind of somewhat within a certain standard of deviation of what the next day's price is and then you could feed it into the LSTM and see if the long-term short memory or the noise filtering aspects uh, of the of the network or classifier uh, correspond to what you think is prediction so if the LSTM predicts at a higher value Maybe it's detecting more optimism in the behavior of the the group. If it predicts a, a lower price, then maybe there's more evidence that there's a trend down. And so, even though your algorithm you might might be mathematically correct um, because of the the memory that it's retaining, it it can yeah, be used that way. So once you do that, you set up your input uh, layer dimensions and then set up an LSTM. I only used uh, like a 50-something uh, neurons, but I, I had a one, two, three, I think three or four layers of LSTMs with dropouts on between each one of them. And then uh, my future, which would, was a one out, one value output, and then ran through the fit and then did the prediction and then built a... Um, a list of of uh, predicted values and then outputted that to a plot and then I took the test data and outputted it to plot and then compared the two graphs 
So that's kind of what uh, I, I did with the LSTM. Um, one of the other things I did yesterday that was kind of interesting was generative text. I know I talked about that in the previous podcast of how to use uh, generative text. And what it does is it also kind of does this algorithm where it's uh, building a, a test set or input set based on a certain size of text. So you, you have like one corpus body and you're moving that window through the text one character at a time and each, each segment is uh, stored as a uh, corpus where it's using a vocabulary as a key value lookup and you're storing the index value and then uh, for the X component you're storing um, uh, where what the index value is and what whether or not um, for that one that value it's on or off so you just turn in on or off and then in the target you're it's looking at the specific character that's being trained on so you have a, a partial you have a, the a sentence segment and then you have the target character so it's predicting the next character to um, in the list and so just similar to like the stocks it's where you're, we're dealing with numbers you can do the same thing with text and it's then predicting what will be the next character um, so when what what's re really happening there is as it's as getting different segments or doing different predictions of what the next character is it uh, is retaining uh, the states <clears throat> that exist in the text and then uh, generating out character the next character based on what it thinks uh, is important or it's attained in its state memory. And so you can actually regenerate just from partial, <clears throat> from a sentence, uh, what it thinks will be the next word. And you can have it generate up to uh, you know, say like 500 different uh, characters into the, uh, based on uh, segments of the word that it uh, is receiving as inputs. So uh, it, it, uh, it retains those states and it's generating out, uh, it's using that segment that's being generated as input back into the network to make the next prediction for the next character. So that's kind of the, the process. <clears throat> and, um, and so that's what they call generative text with using the LSTM. And that's what we covered yesterday in the podcast. So you could listen to yesterday's podcast and get more information. But uh, what I'm correlating this to is uh, how similar uh, text generation prediction is to numeric uh, prediction. I think numeric prediction is more... Uh, concrete visually because then you can see you know how the test data looked and then you can also see how the predicted data looks and if they if they have a similar uh, shape then you you conclude that the LSTM uh, accurately predict predicted the um, the stock price <laughs>